0: Welcome to episode 318 of the Signals from Mars podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and this is the debut of a new series of shows called the Patron's Pick. It will be a monthly episode where Jeremy Weltman and myself will fill you in on some of the standout new releases that have come out in the past month. This time around, it will be January 2023. Let's do it, folks. ready. Let's do it! Welcome, everyone, to a... Patron's Pick episode of Signals from Mars, and I welcome Mr. Patron's Pick himself, Jeremy Weltman, to the show. Jeremy, how are you?
1: Yeah, hi, Victor. I'm doing really well. Yeah, had a good day today, and it's, uh, it's warming up a little bit here in the UK, so it's getting a bit milder. Everything's looking good for the year.
0: Awesome. So- For those that have been keeping track, Jeremy used to do the patron's pick on each episode of Signals from Mars, and I wanted to think of a way of bringing that back, because I not only value Jeremy's opinion, uh, because it isn't always the same as mine, uh, but I think a lot of people enjoy that part of the show, so what we've decided to do is we're going to do a patron's pick episode once a month, kind of going after or going over, I should say, um, some, some of the various releases that have come out throughout the month and what our recommendations are. And hopefully this will help people at the end of the year with their uh, best of lists so they could always go back and check these out and say, hey, what album did I miss You know, in, in January? Because a lot of times people have what's fresh that just came out You know, they'll remember albums that came out in November and October and September and, you know, late in the year. But then they forget, for example, this year, uh, the uh, Tony Martin album is something that came out very early in the year. And I didn't think people would remember it. But eventually, you know, eventually when we did our uh, best of 2022, it made it in the top 10. So I was happy for that. But uh, other years, it seems as if that type of stuff kind of falls through the cracks. But um, I, th- I think that this is a, a great refresher, as, as I said. And I'm sure Jeremy is up for the task of, uh, of talking about some, some cool albums that he's enjoyed.
1: As always, as always. Yeah, there's so, there's so much stuff that comes out during a year, and you, you're always shocked to hear stuff that you you never expected you were going to like. During, you know, as the year passes by, so uh, right. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna hear some great stuff this year, just like we have in the in previous years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as we were talking off air, January is kind of a weird month. December and January, and. I mean, you could almost throw the second half of November in there as well, because at around the fall, September, October-ish, the last few albums kind of trickle out, and then you start to get a a plethora of greatest hits and live uh, compilations and stuff like that, because they're gearing up towards you know the holiday season and things that are you know geared for for that for christmas and hanukkah and 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 all that great stuff so really for me doing the new releases if i haven't forgotten to post something like i did this past week apparently <laughs> i wrote it up i just forgot <laughs> to post it on patreon but it, it, you know, at, at the end of November, unless you're ACDC or Guns N' Roses who have released things notoriously late in the year, I think Metallica did that with Hardwired as well, usually all the big releases are done by October. So it's, it's a kind of a weird, weird time of year for new releases. I mean, unless you're a death metal band and you're completely against Christmas and everything else, and then it doesn't matter to you. If I release something on during the holidays, it just goes to show how metal I am. But uh, yeah. So anyway, let's um, let's rewind to January thirteenth is where we're going to start. As a result, because that was the first week of the year with a bunch of somewhat known releases. Uh, Jeremy, what album do you want to talk about? for the 13th of January.
1: You'll have to remind me what came out on the 13th because uh, it's a few weeks back now. So uh, tell tell me some of the names that came out and I'll be able to tell you what what I listened to.
0: Okay. So some of the bigger albums are uh, the Billy Valo's Neon Noyer, Obituaries Dying of Everything, Jared James Nichols' self-titled album, Beyond the Black self-titled album and oh and screamer kingmaker which was a big one amongst the the patrons a lot of people discussed that one
1: yeah that's right i mean there were two actually the jared james nichols i had to listen to um i thought that was okay um i'm not overly fussed by um his his kind of blues um you know it was it's good but i, I hear a lot of people raving about him uh, he's a good player but you know it wasn't it wasn't my favorite but the screamer album i really enjoyed and, and a lot of us as patrons did enjoy it um you know it had that good old traditional feel to it you know the old riffs were there uh, had a nice sort of basic uh, sound to it um, and it was a really good listen and um, it's one that you know you you probably go back to, to hearing again i know that um uh you know fellow patrons there was quite a few that chipped in on that and and i don't think there was a bad word to to be said about it so it's certainly worth people picking it up and, and giving it a listen
0: yeah we even found out that our very own johan lives in the same town as the band
1: that's right (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it just goes to show you you know how much great metal is coming out of sweden i mean you know i think it's almost every week there's there's a a a band releasing something from sweden and and they must really pick up about a quarter of the the output uh, you know, each time, uh, you know, that that's good. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff coming out from everywhere. Um, but Sweden, you know, there's, there's so many bands now that, you know, we can list that, uh, you, you want to go back and listen to it. It's an incredible country for producing metal.
0: Yeah. The funny thing there is, as I was posting stuff to Patreon last month, there was one week where I'm posting three videos a day, Three times seven is twenty no twenty-one. So out of twenty-one videos, I think 17 were from Sweden.
1: Right, there you go. Yeah.
0: And it was it was like, holy shit, another Swedish band, another Swedish band, another cool sounding Swedish band, you know? <laughs> so I'm thankful that we're doing this because screamer was one that I haven't checked out yet. That's kind of slipped through the cracks. And I'm, I've just added that to my must listen to list. I will say that I did check out something that Jeremy recommended highly last year, which is the Sanhedrin album. I checked that out and I've been playing that quite a bit since, uh, these last few weeks. So it's all thanks to, uh, Jeremy there. But, um, For me, out of these, uh, I would go with the Villy Vallow album. I know that it wasn't rated high for a lot of people, but I've been a fan of him since the earlier albums when it was all on import in the States where you couldn't actually buy any of the albums there. Um, I remember I burned a copy off of somebody that had it where I worked, and... um, And I was really a fan of those early albums. I think they lost me on like the last album or two. But to me, this album kind of goes back to a lot of the earlier sound from the band. It was almost as if they weren't a cohesive band yet. And it was kind of just Villy Vallow doing a lot of the songwriting and, and a lot of the other stuff. So it reminded me a lot of that Um to me, when that band has been on, they've been great. Um, so that's what it reminded me of. So, I that's that would be my pick for January 13th. I know a lot of people weren't fans of that, but um, anyway, let's go over to January 20th. Uh, I guess the bigger releases here were the Maniskins Rush. Black Star Riders, Wrong Side of Paradise, Catatonia, Sky Void of Stars. Uh, let's see. What else? The Heroes and Monsters, which I got to listen to. That's uh, Todd Kearns from Slash's Band, a new project that he has. And there were a bunch of cool reissues that came out that week as well. Reissues from Seether UFO, Ministry, Bad Brains, just to name a few. Uh, with this week, Jeremy... I know that you checked out the Black Star Riders, but is that the album that you would pick as your patron's pick for this week?
1: Yeah, I mean, before I mention that, um, I did actually listen to No Heavy Pet in the UFO re-release, and I really enjoyed that again. Uh, It's probably not their greatest album. You know, it's not one that everybody sort of turns to and says it's fantastic, but it's got some great songs on it. And and there was, you know, one or two extras put on it. Uh, There's some live music, uh, you know, added. To it, and I think if you've never heard UFO before, there will be some youngsters who probably you know haven't, uh, or you've uh, not checked it out for a long, long time. You know, go and listen to it. But I would actually uh, pick Black Star Riders as my album of the week, and I was very surprised to do that because you know I've not been a huge fan of the band before, um, but I gave the album a listen, and it, you know it started to grow on me, and I've I've been playing it a little bit again recently, mm-hmm. and um, I'm thinking, you know. I'm starting way that that comparison with Thin Lizzy because that's the thing that's been holding me back, um, okay. and now I'm thinking because Scott's out the picture. I know he's playing live with them, uh, but again, he didn't really do any of the you know the writing really of the songs. You know, he was never the mm-hmm. prolific songwriter in the band. But I'm starting to get a feel for it. I think this is quite a cohesive album. I like the cover that they've done of uh, Crazy Horses, uh, the Osman okay. song. I think it works. Uh, You know, it it shouldn't, but it does. Um, And they've got some other good songs on there. And I think it's just a nice, easy listen. And it's doing well in the UK. It's doing well in the charts. um, And they seem to be making a a good name for themselves. And and good luck to them.
0: Okay, cool. So, wow, this this is a hard week for me. Because the Heroes and Monsters was okay. Um... I got to say, I liked some of the Maniskin album, but it was just too long. There's like four or five good songs off of it, but there's 17 tracks on the album. That's a long album. It's 70 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's what the industry wants. Hey, a band is hot. Let's get the most out of them. So let's have them release, you know, 74 minutes, which is the max for a CD. So um, I'm looking at here. Yeah, I, I listened to the Manuskin, the Heroes and Monsters, and Celestial Wizard was was what I listened to for this week. And I, I have to go with the Maniskin just because similar to what I said with Villy Vallow, the good songs are really good. There's a lot that I don't really care for, but it's, you know, kind of in the vein of almost like White Stripes, I want to say, like, catchy like basic blues-based uh music. Uh the, the single that they released with Tom Morello I thought was pretty cool. Um I mean it's it is what it is. It's 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 pop rock, let's be honest. And um you know it it does what it's supposed to do, in my opinion. So and uh, let's see, so wrapping up the month was January 27th, which was last Friday. And for the 27th, the big releases were Steve Vai with Vi Gash, Uriah Heep with Chaos and Color, Live Sin with Kali Yuga, which I got to listen to, Electric Mob with To Make You Cry and Dance, Garish and the Chronicles Back to Earth, which is a re-recording of their first album. Ronnie Romeo's Raised on Radio. The Oberharin, Die by My Hand. And I guess You Me at Six is kind of big. Um, let's see. I'm seeing that I actually have some of these twice. Had EP from the Lucid, which I got to listen to as well. Reissues from Green Day, Lodi, Pelican, and Soin, which is a band that um uh that's had some pretty decent success with the patrons. And then compilations from Dokken, Girl School and Holocaust. The reissue reissues basically the Electra album, so 83 to 87. It's four albums, which um not a huge fan of Breaking the Chains, but Tooth and Nail, Under Lock and Key, and Back for the Attack, I think, are three really good albums. Um, I love all three of them, and at different points in time in my life, I've listened to the ever-living shit out of the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jeremy, anything uh, f- as far as your pick for January 27th.
1: Yeah, I listened to quite a few, so I'm going to run through them fairly quickly. I mean, I listened to the Holocaust album. I remember them from the new album, Days. They were never a massive band back then, but actually it was worth a listen. Um, They do have some great riffs on there, uh, some good songs. You know, I mean, they're they're basic, as you can imagine, a lot of the new wave of British heavy metal was, but certainly worth a listen. I listened to the... Crown album Operation Phoenix uh, because I bought the first album by them, which I really liked, uh, which was I think okay. called King, Kings of the North, another Swedish band-based band, bass band uh, on Frontiers, um, melodic, very you know melodic supergroup really, sort of members of Europe, etc. Um, it just felt a little bit more forced than the first album. I thought it was a bit samey. Okay. So, um, but I think if you like melodic rock, you know you're going to like that. Um, I listened to a punk album. Uh, white reaper with asking for a ride uh, that was okay um again um another band was love gang with mean streak uh, sort of a heavy psych album very sort of 70s mm-hmm. style hard rock a bit like budgie um okay. that that was okay um and before i tell you my patrons pick for the week um there was another band again and another Swedish band, um, a melodic sort of uh, keyboards-oriented, well-produced sort of stuff on Frontiers, a band called Arctic Rain with an album called Unity. So if you like your melodic rock, I know there's people out there that will like a lot of melodic stuff. You know, there's plenty to choose from. Um, But you know, I think you're going to mention another band in a minute, so I'm going to pick one that you probably won't. (laughs) I think we'll split split ourselves here. I'm going to go for Uriah Heap. Um, okay. chaos chaos and color album now the thing about your eye heap is that this isn't the most fantastic album that you're ever going to hear but i want to put it in a little bit of context it's their 25th studio album they've been going since 1969 and mick box on guitar is now 75 years old bernie shaw wow. who's singing well is 66 he's <laughs> been in he's been in the band longer than any other singer now um and it's really well produced. Um, it's quite a mixed bag of songs that you're familiar with. It's really keyboard oriented in this sort of very old 1970s style. Um, it's got some great songs on it, and it's one that you sort of want to go back to listen to again. And so, you know, for me, that, that's a, you know, a decent album. It's a seven out of 10 mm-hmm. album for me, and, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I got to tell you, and you've known. Uh, I'll actually say that there are three albums that I really like this week. The Diobharan. I listened to that. I've I posted a few videos on Patreon, and I got to listen to the album this past week, and I really like it. I, I think that this is what "Under the Midnight Sun" by the Cult should have sounded like because it's got that gothic rock feel to it, but it's got energy. It's got bite to it. I feel like that last cult album was really missing some, some bite to it, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of boring. You know, it was two sisters of mercy for me where, you know, I wanted a little bit more of that hard rock edge that the cult is also known for, but um i really like the garish and the chronicle album i listened to the live sin and did not care for that at all and and i it got all these rave reviews on all these sites i'm like okay i gotta check this out it was getting nine out of ten eight out of ten i'm like okay but it was very samey to me like you listen to the first song you listen to almost every other song on the album that was my impression but the album that you probably know that I'm going to pick because I've, I've been listening to it since uh, December, maybe late November even at this point when the stream was sent over to me, was the Brazilian band Electric Mob. Hmm. Man, this <laughs> album I've, I've listened to. And I don't, you know, if, if I get the promos early, I'll listen to it. I'll stream it a little. And, and, and that's, you know, I listen to it and then I'll write some notes and listen to it when it comes out. But this album I've listened to over and over again, since it, since it, since the promo was sent to me. And this past week I've listened to it quite a bit. I was thinking in the car, I'm like, my kids are going to get sick of hearing this stuff because I keep listening to it over and over and over again. And sure enough, the first time that I heard it, I said, the song, the saddest funk ever, is one, of, is one of the best songs I've ever heard released on Frontiers. And I thought, if they don't do something with this song and this band, this could be one of those bands that a earache or a Century Media or something like that, like that comes along and poaches and takes them to the next level. I truly think that this band has a lot of potential. And and oftentimes that happens. These bands start out on smaller labels, labels that won't promote them. They get a big break. They move to another another label, and that label ends up pushing them to the moon. That's essentially what Garish and the Chronicles has kind of happened, but Frontiers is the one re-releasing that. But it's kind of it's kind of the same deal. I think that Garish and the Chronicles is a little more of a uh, of a niche per se because it's geared directly towards '80s hard rock fans. There's nothing wrong with that, mm. but I think the Electric Mob album is a little of everything, so that some of these songs could actually kind of cross over to to modern rock radio. Some of these songs can be played during, you know, a hard rock radio show. Um, So I think that they, they fit, they check off a a lot of different boxes and they're, they're great musicians and the singer, I I want to uh, acknowledge him. I should have had this first. His name is uh, Raina Zonta, um, just a powerhouse singer. I mean, just a ridiculous singer. I could see him. So if this band doesn't end up breaking big, I could honestly see him as the uh, Ricky uh, uh, Warwick of this generation as someone who was Ricky was in the almighty, which is a band that I just absolutely love. But the band never got its break outside of the UK. Yes, they were known throughout Europe and whatnot, but they were never a big band. I would say Black Star Riders is a much bigger band than, than the Almighty ever was. And that sucks. But at the same time, I could see him kind of be the same thing. Uh, or, I mean, even in the 80s, there were a ton of singers. The other day, I was prepping a Trivia Tuesday and looking at Jolyn Turner. I mean, look at all the—you know—he was—he was in all these other bands that were kind of not known, and then he jumps to Rainbow, and then Deep Purple, and then a million other projects after, you know, in Malmstein and this and that, and so I could see him do kind of the same thing. But yeah, we'll see. Time will tell.
1: Yeah, it'll stop Ronnie Romero taking every job anyway. So that would be. Uh- a useful thing um but yeah I, I agree with you with the album i listened to it as well and i knew you were going to pick it um i agree it's a really really good album uh it's one you really need to turn up and play loud and i think it's mm-hmm. it's really well produced it's got a nice mix of songs they know how to write a song um, yeah. um they just sound as if they've been around for a while don't they and they sound yeah, yeah. and they've got that sort of um i don't wish to, to be nasty here, but you know they've got that european quality about them and and that sounds weird because you know YCON bands from other parts of the world sound fantastic they oh. are now sounding fantastic you know we've got a band here from india i think girish are from india aren't they and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. you've got electric mob that are from brazil and it just shows you that metal has been played around the world at a really really high quality now um and that, you know th- th- this is a band that should go far uh, so we'll just wait and see you know what happens to them really
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, real quickly, I just want to rattle off some of the bigger releases that are going to be coming out in February, and that we'll probably talk about during the next iteration of the Patron's Pick episode. We actually have Winery Dogs 3 dropping tomorrow on February 3rd. Uh, The Lansdowne album, a band out of Boston, has gotten a lot of hype. Hollywood stars as well, releasing an EP. On the 10th, we have new albums by In Flames, Paramore, Pierce the Veil, Wigwam, Delane, uh, Distant, Motive Black. So there's a lot <laughs> being released that week. On the 10th, on the 17th, Robin McCauley, Avatar. Mm, if there's anything else, Siege of Power, which is. Kind of a, um, they're deemed as a death metal all-star band, but the track that, uh, I believe it's going to post the week of the release on Patreon reminds me a lot of Motorhead. Okay. So... I thought it was kind of cool. I'm like, wow, you know, this is, I was reading the description. I'm like, okay, this is, this is an Ed, this is one for Ed Ferguson. And then all of a sudden I start to hear it while it's, while it, while I'm writing it up and I'm thinking, wow, this is actually kind of cool. So we'll see. I'll, I'll check that out. And uh, on the 24th, which is the last Friday of the month, we will have releases by Godsmack, Steel Panther, Dope. Venomous concept, which is similar to what I just mentioned, Siege of Power. Uh, It's uh, members of various grindcore and death metal bands, but the video that's being posted to uh, uh, that I posted to Patreon reminds me of Husker Du. So it's more of an alternative um, late '80s, early '90s rock type of a thing. So it actually, it's kind of Kind of interesting to me. So, um, again, if you can't find good music, good new music, it means you're being lazy and not searching it out. There's plenty of good music coming out on a weekly basis. And this is why, this is another reason why I wanted to do this um, show with Jeremy. So, uh, Jeremy, any parting words before we wrap things up here?
1: Yeah, very quickly. Uh, Tomorrow, I think it's Bandcamp Friday. and if yes. you're watching this after Bandcamp Friday, there will be other Bandcamp Fridays. So go out and have a look uh, and buy some music. Buy it from the smaller bands because they, they, they
0: need your money. Do you know what I'm picking up on no. Bandcamp Friday? <laughs> no. Picking up the latest single by the Middle Ages. Okay. We know them, we know them very well. <laughs> yes. Uh, our patron, Anthony Mackey. And what I wanted to do was wait until Bandcamp Friday because the first Friday of every month, any band whose music is available on Bandcamp, the money goes directly to them. Bandcamp doesn't keep any of the fees like they normally do. So I wanted to wait until Bandcamp Friday to pick up this release by the by the Middle Ages and ensure that Anthony and his bandmates get the uh Get the most amount out of it. And I'm trying to find the single here. And of course, I can't find it now. Uh, in any event, just look up the Middle Ages on Bandcamp and uh, support the band, won't you? So cool. On that note, we will wrap up the January 2023 edition of Signals from Mars Patrons Pick. And we'll see you next time right here on Signals from Mars. The show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to signalsfrommars.com for more information. This concludes our show.